0: Welcome back to Season 9 of the Millennial Pastor Podcast. I am your guest host, Latia Frazier, and along for the ride will be my ableist sidekick, Josiah Jones. He is now for honest conversations about disability in the church. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we are chatting with Daniel Aaron Harris. Thanks so much for being willing to join us uh, for just a good conversation, um, if we could just start with your name and like where you're from, anything you want to tell us about who
1: you are. Uh, my name is Daniel. Corral. I'm from the guy that is on the. And, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, um, and, um, yeah, yeah, I, um, a lot of men drink all the water. And, um, yeah, the thing is that is city. All
0: right, so you're from Memphis, Tennessee, which we have a fight about which which city has the best barbecue, which I'm still convinced it's uh Kansas City, but but we will I'll have to figure that out when I ha- when I travel to yeah. Memphis at some point. And yeah. then your ministry is fallen walls. Is there a specific denomination that you like affiliate yourself
1: with? Uh well I am with the E B yellow go and Okay, so
0: you're with the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Um and I think on this on this uh season of the podcast we are being intentional about focusing on folks that are people with disabilities that have a call to ministry. And sometimes, which I think is often, should be the case with other things too, um, but we find our tribe, our people, uh, folks with disabilities in many different denominations. Uh, in particular, I think, at least in my experience, it's it's been hard to connect with other folks that are ministers that identify openly with folks with disabilities. So finding our people in different denominations is sort of, sort of how it is. And with that, I'm curious to know, and we've, uh, you know, this is a conversation within the disability community, how, how do you identify yourself? Like do you use person first language or identity first or something else? Yeah.
1: Uh, I ain't going to say that I am a you for so a me oh again a depot and uh, that that thing going on on me, what about? About five years now, going who I am and what I
0: am okay and so you would say identity first and you use cerebral palsy specifically or i could like name being yeah. the disability that you have um yeah. instead of just saying maybe um somebody with a physical disability or a crippled person but like yeah it's okay to name that you have cerebral palsy uh, which so do i and we can see how in many ways cerebral palsy kind of express itself into different uh people right so that yours cool. um obviously gives you a cool accent that folks need to like uh to listen for and the and for me it means that I walk with crutches and things like that yeah yeah
2: hey Daniel I'm not sure if this is insensitive to ask or if this is rude but so help help educate me um uh is it is it something that that causes frustration for you? are you just used to it at this point but having it be difficult for other people to understand you i'm just I'm just curious about what that's like to to go through day to day
1: right pick up with me no more. The more emotional I get, the more I am not able to sound well what I want to do. So that's really all. And by the that I'll show when I do get around the uh, I know really well I myself forget about the fact that I didn't have a different war. So I'll begin to talk faster and faster, and then, uh, they have to remind me that my war is different, and I got different. So I wanted to work around it, but when I when I preach, I uh, I use you my outfire Is the more that way I can repeat myself a lot more than the, I know that I can look at you, your face, and know when you don't understand me. And so, yeah.
2: Is it is it almost refreshing or relieving when you're around friends like Latia who you don't have to worry about who who just generally can understand what you're saying?
1: Oh yeah, but what will it is when go around it? Oh that you know I I feel that the the day that we and it's. Oh why i why why i they know all what about about yeah and i think um that's a good point cuz even
0: most of the time now i understand exactly what you're saying but when i don't i just go what you say like and it's, yeah yeah it's a it's just a normal uh yeah. uh, uh i hate i don't like that word it is a Part of oh, oh. being in in communication with yeah with other people. Like I wanna make sure that i understand words.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's not it's not rude or insensitive to say, I'm sorry I didn't get that. Can we try it again? Like that's a thing that's that's cool, that's acceptable, that's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that i cool. I've I'm not here for bit about a but, but I'm not it but I and yeah, yeah, yeah. So that like uh
0: disability humor. So just like if he would just meet you, he might make you feel feel bad about it for a while because he you know, he he would know that you'd and then knows <laughs> about it.
2: So there's this ongoing thread where like the uh, the butt of the joke is like like let's help, especially you know I'm gonna just use our relationship, Latia, like make Josiah feel uncomfortable about whether he should laugh or not because the joke is about a disability that that his friend has. So that's just the common thread that I'm starting to pick up on. Okay, good, good, good to know.
0: Yeah, but I also liked it, Daniel, that you said something about when you are preaching, you know that folks might have a difficult time understanding your unique accent and i'm uh, and yet so you make your outline shorter so that you can repeat uh some of the stuff you say which i i think folks with disabilities are are just used to having to adapt right to yeah to to those able-bodied people temporarily able-bodied people
1: right yeah
0: yeah and i think it's cool because we can only take in I mean, our attention spans are shorter and shorter anyway these days. So repeating ourselves is not necessarily a bad thing either, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering about, you know, and maybe you've been asked this question uh, before in a number of ways because I know I have what, like, that magic pill question. If for some reason somebody created a magic pill or somebody asked if you wanted prayer so that you would no longer have cerebral palsy anymore. Would you like take the pill or would you pray it away? Like what's that journey been? Has it been a time where you're like, yeah, I would, or no, I don't know. Talk about that a little
1: bit. Well I the uh, that is it will be for my my I and so that it my of it i it 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 a it 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 not it 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 a it 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 just at work, and so right now bring I've been in this where uh, I would not, I would not or it is the same because a, a problem and it is, but I think about the way I, I'm but. I did not roll the way I raw. is I did not settle about it and just so what I want to yeah away uh, Yeah
0: Yeah, so you would say that's been a recent shift maybe like five or six years? Yeah, yeah so tell me like what was that like, uh as long as this feels like a good question for you for the 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 thirty five years where you like went to church and wanted like your disability to be taken away, either, yeah, you know, I essentially by prayer because there's no magic pill as far as I'm aware of,
1: yeah, yeah, me, uh they. And so it were a conversation with a, a friend of mine. And she has a COS one and And I just worked, worked, And so it got so a conversation so it my how did God created you. but there is that i do, you know, and so that that got me into looking at the ability of oh, yeah. the uh, I you know, like, the more and more you go down that road, the more and more you, you find out about yourself. And so, after God, 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 God not only make me, but God, Jesus, is who I am. And, and it is about things Oh, Yeah. So before you
0: came to that realization, because of that conversation with a friend, did you feel like God made a mistake or something was wrong with you? Like, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I felt like God made a the, and the, the, the I, uh, yeah, yeah, I had Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I It, it with, Go away. That's is uh I had to get further and go here, or I had to, like, get into a situation where somebody was going to take care of me for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, like, you know, I did a well, yeah, and I I thought that, but the ain't like, why everything else will not about me. So, did you feel like the church
0: taught you that? Like, either you have to be healed, which requires. Enough faith, whatever that means, or somebody will have to just take care of you. There was no like there was no other way to see your existence
1: oh one one it but it it will all that and my not it was the whole nearest thing uh, that he left to be made whole. It was a different way do anything with why. And that's why my, my body and the way I am will be for of um, the fall. And, and that's why it's need to be dating away
0: there's uh I need to look up some of the statistics so maybe I'll put it in the link to this episode but I I wonder how much of how many folks who are connected with the church and have a disability um that that we are healed from like how much that might uh cause feelings of like like suicidal ideation like something something's wrong with me I've prayed a lot I'm still crippled or I still have my disability um and this is the way that the church is telling me uh you know it is to be in relationship with God I'm I'm curious about that I know for me growing up as a teenager that was something that I struggled with and having conversations with other folks I think uh, suicidal ideation could be something folks
1: struggle with if if they're not healed yeah I mean for me it was a whole lot of mm-hmm. but I was, I was literally a and a and like, that look back at the church. I tell me that I knew that I did that guy. That made me more angry with God. Yeah. It's interesting to know. I'm
0: wondering, a question that I'm just thinking about right now is like, we are obviously two people that have disabilities, so this isn't a uh, really important topic for us. I'm wondering, because most of the people who are listening won't be folks uh, with with disabilities. Like, why is this an important conversation for, for everyone, not just for folks with disabilities?
1: We, we are a man, but we... Being able to not be it a boy and I be a dream of who you are and how God made you, but that I think that is about a simple ability that God God is the one that made you and that gave you yes. Yeah. The way uh uh is and mm-hmm. no one, no one can't. but I get get the he, uh yeah yeah, yeah, of a woman, yeah, okay. but what, that, that is the way, God, right? Yeah, so so this
0: is a topic because it opens up like body positivity being affirming who god has made us to be and the diverse ways that god has made us and also shines a light i think on the culture of people that are often kind of pushed aside in the church um yeah i I think for me that that's why this conversation is important but yeah thanks for that um want to shift a little bit maybe to a lighter note uh and think about just because of the ways we as people with disabilities navigate the world I'm wondering about like a funny um disability story that like I mean I think we encounter those moments if not on a daily basis pretty frequently um I'm wondering if one pops to mind for you Right
1: there, there uh, so many. Uh, uh, one of them, uh, I about where i not the Where I was at a GIO and I was, I at the mall where, uh, one I will fly in the, in press, and get um, impressed the out, but I just the door for the light, and I am to you and walk through the door for you to get walk, in, and the door for the door. But, literally see um, on oh, me. I got in this or halfway out. Uh, I'm like, to the end. And just like that, i Yeah, and then somebody helped me. And uh, I go, I go. energy go to go and see that. <laughs> oh, well, uh, eh. but yeah, that eh. Yeah. so trying to impress the
0: girl and then getting uh, pinned in by the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which brings that's an interesting conversation <laughs> because I think sometimes, especially in the church, when we're already afraid to talk about uh, issues of like sexuality and relationships, I think. Um, when encountering folks with disabilities, that discussion is not even often on the table, right? yeah, and what does that mean in terms of having those conversations with those we encounter with disabilities in the church or outside the church, like that we are that part of human- our humanity is also relationships and our and our sexuality, so that's an interesting um point to bring up there
1: yeah yeah
0: well i i have many stories about that and i think we'll save that for podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah um that could be a whole podcast about people with disabilities and yeah sexuality. hey uh, maybe maybe for another time um, yeah <laughs> Um, can you tell me or think of, I'm trying to think of like, are there or had there been any positive interaction with the church and your calling to ministry? And maybe even, can you articulate what your calling to ministry is?
1: Well, I, I think when, when I look at the, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I look the, you bring my teachers group, but I was younger and, and in this teachers but I deal at home, but I felt like I met over one of the This at my own judge and I lot of value me and respect me and I had a whole lot of questions from everything oh, else yeah. and that's what got me, that's what actually put me on the website too but okay, I do want to pursue a mission I deal with all both cases, but that is who I am, and that is what I'm about. Be really and if we're each other in that group, uh, this yeah, yeah. what I thought was that they were exactly me the best way they oh
0: that's kudos to the for those who are youth pastors right so feeling part of the group uh uh fostering the call to ministry that you would have like can you tell me a little bit about like what were some of the things uh that they did that were helpful that made you feel like like you're just one of the other youth and not like a special for for lack of a better word.
1: Well, 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 uh, you, oh, me. I did not get out of my, my house. Away from my mom and dad. Oh, I was like maybe 13 or 14. We got Yeah, about But, been but, uh, one of my friends was a youth uh, or a He came over the house. He uh, set my mind that style and just, uh, you know, what, what, what do I have to do to take the out with but I want you to show me what I have to do to make that work. And so, that, that's what it is. And, you know, I'm willing to do what I tell me what, tell me what I need to do. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, so that will really got M, L, A, D, O, and begin yeah,
0: So a youth pastor that was willing to have those conversations and no. wanted you to be a part of the youth group. That's interesting because it made me think of when I first started going to church. I was around eleven or twelve, and I uh, was also a charismatic church. And I love them to this day. And yet, it was a process, right? So, when we were doing youth group activities at church, it was fine. Like they, I was integrated just like anybody else would be. And yet, when they didn't. Yet, when the youth group would go to outside events, I was always taken to the side. Um, at the end of the night and like explained why that I couldn't attend those things. And essentially it came, this is when I first learned the word liability. Like they were afraid wow. that I was going to be a liability to the group. And wh- so that was one of these pastors, right. Who also happened to be the daughter of the pastor. So I would have to go to the pastor's office and the pastor would be the one the lead pastor, would be the one to tell me why I couldn't, like, go to church. I mean, go to the youth group outside function. And yeah. one of the other youth leaders realized that um, that I would never go to, like, outside things. And so he asked me about it. And I said, well, because after, uh, you know, whenever you announce that you're going to an event, after the event, I go I get called to the pastor's office, like the principal's office. And they told me I can't go. He wasn't aware of that. And so he said, okay, I'll fix this. And then, you know, because we would walk home together. And then the next time something came up, I was allowed to go. And so what I found out later was that there was a discussion that was had between uh, the youth pastors and the pastor. And he was really upset by that yeah you was know, sometimes it does take that advocate to say, I'm gonna confront your ableism here. I'm gonna conf- like confront your unwillingness to figure out ways to make um to make these events, you know, accessible for folks with disabilities. And what they realized was at least for me, there was very little accommodation that needed to actually happen they were just afraid that if i fell or you know something would happen that i would be a liability essentially so i think i have a a trigger <laughs> that that's a trigger word for me every time i yeah, yeah. That word. but it, it made me think about being a liability
1: yeah so
0: a... that sometimes it does take those mentors or those people who are willing to had that conversation. Um, can you talk about and I know we've talked about this a little bit, um uh, your um your journey in terms of becoming ordained uh within uh the denomination you're a part of and like what
1: those struggles have been like? What uh, well my, uh my, not just doing <laughs> as well, I come, I've been at this urge where I ain't out about. Years maybe. And he maybe one day one. I'm glad the feeling of I want to be alone. That, uh, I want to be on A job and it always got put on the back burner. It's like, oh, well, we're, we're dealing with a lot right now. I we're, we and um, But that only about a year or two mm-hmm. um, but it made me a it, for being an so I got myself a, a possibility and I built out all of the the base of work and get out of that and, um, I met with my attention, and they allow me to go up to the general and generally level and they basically don't mean that I did not have enough I didn't have enough degrees and I didn't have enough Enough to feel it. So, uh, I will add, uh, I will, uh, complete my stop where him right now. Uh, then i go back. And that was for I hours or more. That's a And then they will review my application again. So, there's just that I will say so. Not only was it is, they want to make it more but It will again me fun and play the able a role and what and you yeah. oh. so,
0: do you know of anybody within your denomination that doesn't have a doctorate and yet um serves in a pastoral
1: capacity yeah yeah what my friend. But you're faster. Yeah, yeah. But but that is like I I have more degrees than most people at our age, and so, so that that will bring us away. What It's more about. Be in a board that you want That about it you really a girl in, in your life okay. That
0: that the structures um the ministerial structures your session which for us would be like a board or the board of ministry um is essentially requiring more things of you because you are a person with a disability, which yeah. is not which is not new right to folks within our community that we often have to do extra to to even try to prove in quotation marks or beyond the same plane as someone without a disability who has a call or ministry. Yeah. Um, which is frustrating. I I wonder, though, Um, I don't know if this was ever articulated to you, but what do you think was really behind that? Like, not... It was certainly not because you didn't have a doctorate, which you're working on now, but, like, what do you think was really behind that, but they didn't want to say?
1: I think what really behind it is but like, I think that there are a lot of people that they were willing to love making it in private and not in public. Yeah. So, like, everybody around me was, like, looking for me and, like, encouraged. Yeah, really well. I think what it will make about it, how, how are we, how are we going to say go I think or and the we, don't agree All we will end and that and that's the thing that Oh, that will indeed do. So, so uh, that people
0: with disabilities, just like any other person, um, who are in the process of of ordination, need those mentors or those people behind them to champion them. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, not just the ones who will be willing to do it in in private but those who are willing to do it in public to use their influence in that way yeah yeah so i think is there any other kind of advice that you would offer in your denomination folks who are part of the session for a lot of folks who are listening those who are part of the ministerial boards uh that are, are in the process of like affirming the call that God has already given, but what would what advice would you give to those folks? I, I would
1: I would, say that they would <laughs> oh, I they oh I'll be bull on um no oh that's fuck that people. Oh, what they ain't about the like, not win. Oh, forget, if, yeah. and what for this. It's the best, of it I mean, what, 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 you what, 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 but I can't say about, like, what if, what if someone wanted to become ordained at Downsville, Burton? What if
0: someone, say that one more time, somebody wanted to become ordained, but what?
1: They asked, like, Downsville, Burton. A damn teacher, my okay we are not able to go to the place even me and you are able to go to. So, so that why I think that it has to It's more acceptable to be for It you to become not only and it has to be done in we the, feel the that you have to in yeah. and that's the only, that, that the only question It's going on And are you willing to work that out long yeah yeah so uh, our form of the system
0: um and I I do think that there needs to be some parameters around it right like some things that we should do so I'm not suggesting that it if, yeah. if someone was a call to ministry you just go do it but but uh but the the ways that that is kind of uh assessed for lack of yeah. a better word, or yeah. the ways in which folks walk alongside you to figure out how how the ways in which God has called you, how you can use your calling to serve the church. Um, and I think throughout this season, we're trying to figure out what are the at least within the the Nazarene Church. There's not, as far as I'm aware, of, a group of people that are walking alongside folks with disabilities that have a code ministry so yeah. what is that and yeah. perhaps one of the goals of this season is to, to to form something like that so that folks can feel supported but also looking at the systems as they are in terms of like ordination the ordination process and in what ways yeah. accommodations can be made and that does not mean like make it easier whatever because people's mind sometimes goes there that, that people with disabilities want it easier. or how can it be more accessible? That's, yeah. That's an interesting, yeah, thing to process. Um, we are about to near, like, the, the end of this, and I, I really just want you to express as part of your journey with the ordination process Kind of where you've landed your ministry. Anything you want to share with folks?
1: Well, well. Oh, I, I, get more and more and uh, like really, really, really more. Get up, L A D D and yeah the I they they or, um, yeah. and, and so, we'll be in with what I do with all involved. It's like the idea of we all are, we are in the able to meet and we we'll need to build relationships with one another in our efforts. And that uh, I here really for me because I never grew up with those with disabilities and a and so for me to be able to talk to those that I or of you and of four days and- you know that that not only give me my own inspiration but it also gives me the group that is behind me that that I get always lean back on and just, well if no one else for me the. Good right from and five and uh three and more or more and that uh, and and that why I I it with Paul and Wall. But I got um a group that we make one a month. And that whole it it is a bit they build a of group where we just thought about why and what worked on, what what, what, what made us nice, and what worked out happy about where we are. And so that being good, just to hide that for me be. So your ministry,
0: Fallen Walls, is really a place for folks with disabilities to come together once a month. You are in ministry, but also like who are getting married and having kids and getting jobs or figuring out life together, this community of folks with disabilities, just because uh, oftentimes we are not in spaces where there are a lot of books with disabilities
1: yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah and what will we'll connect uh if you send me the link we'll uh connect your ministry information to it uh, i think folks would be interested in fallen walls Uh yeah decide do you from what you've been able to hear do you have any other anything pop up for you
2: not really. I was just soaking it all in and trying to avoid having to clean up any messes along the way. <laughs> Sorry.
0: No word. Yeah, d uh Daniel, is there something that you want to say that you haven't yet said that I haven't asked
1: you? Uh I uh it it you are a uh, a young girl, but uh, young person, uh, maybe over a uh, um But yeah, I think over the thing, and, uh, why, and, uh, get in this mess of who uh, that, yeah. So, so, yeah, So, so, someone out there that will with you and the because don't blow out the baby with a basketball or what thought do on with what you know God wanting you to do.
0: Would you say in general, or at least in your experience, that made me think of a thought, does this process, either those who feel called to ministry or those who just want to be a part of a church as a as a congregation member, um, does the, this discrimination often discourage
1: folks from being a part of church in general? Oh. I would say so. I mean, bigger. I mean, you, you can't tell when you're not here. <laughs> in business. So, if you're not wanting that will because you not as big yeah you And, like, that's or I think some people are all in business. The way with can of the present we are one my own event we are the door in the day of but we we out on that the door a that of times and you were in any the door and for getting that and uh, and that make up, you know, anybody in But anybody in that, away and wood. And, uh, I, I, they, with the whole goal, they get, uh, they, and, you it, 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 to where would he see always about the end of the And well, the the judge the is going to miss out on a whole lot of stuff that God And in that, I say, we are we get all the to be one body and. Oh, Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for being willing to
0: have this conversation with us. Uh, Yeah, thanks.
1: Yeah.
2: The Millennial Pastor Podcast was created and produced by Byron Certain and Josiah Jones. This season's guest host is Latia Frazier enjoyed this podcast then please be sure to rate review or subscribe and visit themillennialpastor.com for more podcasts like it